Hey, and welcome to uh, uh, this be Wednesday's edition of uh, Just Calvin. Uh, and as you can see, uh, still uh, promoting and will promote uh, and the Tea Party system. This is their uh, gallery of merchandise they have available on their website, as you can see right here. And go there and get some merch. Uh, you have everything between beanies, uh, yeah, beanies, basically buttons, uh, magnets, stickers, t-shirts, and if you're in a holiday spirit, you also have um, all we want for Christmas is to end the party system. Uh, again, you can go there, right here, as you can see. And let me know that you saw, where you saw this at. And who knows, maybe they'll give me a free shirt, who knows, anyway. Uh, but yes, visit them and also uh, explore their website. They have lots of cool stuff up here. Uh, let's see. My computer's been acting slow today as per usual, really. But let's see, you have that. You know, and I guess they have auctions. We need lectures, not auctions, right? Uh, National Citizens Commission on Voting. Uh, we've reached, oh, no, there you go. Of course, January, February. They need to update this, <laughs> apparently. And unfortunately, so is the next one. Um, these guys actually uh, do uh, live streams on Facebook, uh, I think three days a week. I guess they missed last week, but they are back. They were back on last night. You can check them out on Facebook. You can also go to Patreon and become a patron of theirs. PayPal as well, and in my subs up here too. And I told them to let me know if they have any merch so I can promote that as well. Anyway, so as you can see, it is forwearemany.org. They basically are leftist Marxist sort of sort of um, organization. Anyway, let's see. Now, here's some, a little bit of my stuff. Conversation with the Minnesota Security Banker And by the way, I was I was quote unquote, unquote kind of thing in there anyway. So you can check that out. Get that here. Okay, let's see. Ah. Right here. You go right here. I'll make sure this so you can actually go to the actual um <laughs> actual website there. There we go. This is what the website actually looks like. Go here, you can subscribe. 
Lay 49 cents a month. Yep, 49 cents a month. Let's see, you have at least quite a few, quite a few episodes you could choose from as far as that part goes. Anyway, there goes my stuff. Uh, please check it out at your leisure. And of course, I'll be putting that all that stuff in um, this description below, as well as all other platforms I, I choose to put this on. But anyways, as you can see, I decided to look up the more about COVID, uh, but not about the headline news or any of that nature. But um, what what is known about this? Uh, see, there are many different coronaviruses. SARS-CoV-2, the virus that causes COVID-19, is just one other cause illness like the common cold. Uh, years before the COVID-19 began, experts at the NIH Vaccine Research Center were studying coronaviruses to find out how to protect against them. The scientists chose to focus on one prototype coronavirus and create a vaccine for it. That vaccine could then be customized to fight different coronaviruses. So it seems like basically we are being experimented on. Um, it was a, let's see. The vaccine could then be customized to fight different coronaviruses. Apparently they haven't found one. It was important that this vaccine be three things. Fast, if a pandemic began, which is interesting because they in that case didn't work on this for the last, I'm not sure how many years, but anyway, like the coronavirus, like the COVID-19 pandemic did in late 2019, researchers would need to be able to adapt vaccine and produce a lot of doses very quickly. See, all of this is just telling me that they that this was too to an extent predetermined because they have to have, in my view, I'm not a doctor, I'm not a scientist, but I, I don't work in any, any of these, uh, um, these fields, obviously. I always want to be doing this. I don't think I'll be getting paid enough. Um, but it just tells me that they literally made something out of nothing in order to make uh, other things into something. And I don't know if you understand what, what, what I just said, but anyway, um, reliable. The vaccine had to be extremely effective in humans. It hasn't. Universal. The vaccine would have to work for many different coronaviruses since it is not always possible to predict which viruses will spread quickly or become dangerous. Using their prototype coronaviruses, the researchers studied the spike protein, which appears on the surface of coronaviruses. These spike, uh, spikes let the coronavirus latch onto cells in our body. When the body's immune system sees the spike protein, it makes antibodies to try to protect the body from infection. This makes it a good vaccine target. I don't know about that one. Uh, traditionally, researchers would, would try to try putting the spike protein in the vaccine when injected the vaccine would stimulate a person's immune system to protect them from particular coronaviruses. But the new, but the team knew that during a pandemic, it would take too long to make large amounts of a specific spike protein. So then, so they studied a faster way to get a spike protein into the body. This new research is to inject mRNA instructions for the spike protein into a person's muscle. The muscle cells then make the spike protein, and then the body's immune system makes the need, needed antibodies to protect itself. 
Yes, have having the prototype approach, uh, along with coronavirus research from labs around the world, made it possible for scientists to spring into action when the pandemic hit. Many vaccines take 10 to 15 years to reach the public, but the timeline for COVID-19 vaccine was very, very different. The COVID-19 outbreak in China was first reported publicly in December 31st, 2019, there's actually reasons to, uh, to think it was way before then. By the second week of January 2020, researchers in China pub published the DNA sequence of SARS-CoV-2, the coronavirus that causes COVID-19. The VRC worked with a company called Moderna to use this information to quickly customize the prototype approach to the SARS-CoV-2 spike protein. By early February, a COVID-19 vaccine candidate that has designed and manufactured. This vaccine is called mRNA-1273. By March 16th, 2020, this vaccine had entered the first phase of clinical trials, but they weren't using humans as far as the, they weren't using uh, the, the humans that would benefit from this more, uh, not, and I'm not referring to young people, they were, they were using um, people that, that were not likely to get coronavirus at an easier pace, like the elderly, like, the, like people with the online conditions, as, I, as I've said numerous times on this show. Anyway, so, so let's see. Um, in December, wait a minute, I'll go back. First of all, BioNTech is owned by Pfizer, who they purchased in 2020. So there you go. So you kind of take, so you're you you, you already taking one uh, of your oppositions out of the marketplace. Anyway, uh, by March 16, 2020, this vaccine had entered the first phase of clinical uh, trials. Other vaccines included similar ones from Pfizer and BioNTech, which again, they, they're the same place entered clinical trials not long after. On December 18, 2020, after a demonstration, demonstrating 94% effective, I can't really say this word, I'm just going to say effectivity, um, the NIH Moderna vaccine was authorized by the U.S. Food and Drug Administration for emergency use, pretty much authorizing for the, with the uh, EUA, I think it is, um, just days earlier, the, sim the similar Pfizer BioNTech vaccine had become the first COVID-19 vaccine to be authorized for use in the United States. Now, because now obviously they did not do the research that they should have done, uh, because otherwise you wouldn't have so many. There are quite a few people that have either had adverse reactions. Uh, passed away because uh in certain cases because of the vaccine uh and other in other uh people it's whatever they had already going on health wise it, it seemed like uh the vaccine just kind of just kind of uh made the process go faster um because a lot of this a lot of people who passed away die of complications of COVID-19 complications of pneumonia and other things of that nature. So instead of, so it seemed like to me anyway, instead of the vaccine uh, telling the body to fight off this infection, it, it seems like the, the COVID, the vaccine joined the infection and riddled down the natural immunity. That's what it seemed like to me. Maybe I'm wrong about this. I'm 
again, speculation on my part. Anyway, so that's how all this stuff started as far as that part goes. And there are, there were numerous interviews where um, Bill Gates and the CEO of Pfizer slash uh, BioNTech, uh, both well, the CEO of the yeah, CEO of, of uh, Pfizer said that in an interview. I'm not sure which show it was, but it was some some random show to me anyway. Uh, stated that he was first uh, uh, he was first in contact with Bill Gates, Bill Gates who does a lot of vaccinations in Africa and other places like that. And uh, it was asking uh, if they could uh, uh, use each other's labs to to manufacture the, the starting point of this vaccine, which apparently was a prototype from a Wuhan lab in China. Yes, that also got funded by either Fauci or by and or by uh, the NH, uh, the, uh, the the his organization. I'll just say. Um, in order to get this up and running. As far as I know about, there was no actual uh, uh, coronavirus until after they did the, did the starting point of the vaccine. So I'm not, I'm not saying that it absolutely came from China or anywhere else. I'm saying that it just so happened. And I think I, I may have actually said in the past, that I do think that uh, it, it, start, it may have started more evidence of stating that it, it started in China, uh, but other places uh, have gone, gone with the uh, gain of function route as well. Um, Chapel Hill in North Carolina apparently uh, did a little bit of that as well, but that I believe was funded by Fauci because they actually had stopped uh, uh, the government, Obama has stopped the direct funding of uh, gain of function through uh, in the NIH, NIH Fauci's organization, uh, I think in 2014. Um, that's what I've read anyway. And so Fauci took it upon himself uh, to keep going with going with the uh, research. Uh, and they it was in two different places, two specific places from what, from what I understand. One which one which which was in Chapel, uh, Chapel uh, Hill, Carolina, and the other one was in Wuhan. As far as the part goes, so it became so it became both in regards to as far as I could see, or as far as I learned anyway. Anyway, uh, onto something else here. Um, until maybe three about three four uh, stories later. Um, on Twitter, I noticed that the Louisville DSA uh, said that uh, that John Yarmouth, uh, sorry if I mispronounced that, um, has co-sponsored the Green New Deal. Now that was put up today uh, in their tweet, but this is the um, this is like what has, he's uh, he, his name is on basically as far as laws and uh, uh, legislative proposals. And as far as I can see, I don't see anything from this year. Let me go back up here. So let's see, American Rescue Plan that was. Earlier this year, that goes until ne until uh, next year, of course, it's the 21, 2021, 2022. Uh, let's see, we, uh, raise the Wage Act of 2021. I don't think that would actually be including the Green New Deal. Uh, so we have 
what is this? Directing the clerk at the House of Representatives to make correction. Okay, so some was wrong. Let's see. No, no. Uh, further consideration of appropriations act or appropriation bill. Comprehensive Iran Sanction Accountability and Divestment Act of 2010. Now, uh, let's see. Ba, 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 ba. Let's see. Yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not actually seeing anything that is in regards to that. I mean, let's see. This is there. There's another page that I'm not seeing. Nope. So I don't know where the DSA Louisville was talking about. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'm did I, did I miss something here because I am not seeing anything. I saw that he was a co-sponsor. Like I think it was 2019, but I'm not. I don't see that either on here. So I don't know. Let's see. Federation. Okay. Blah blah blah. No. Yeah, I mean, let me know if you see something I'm not seeing as far as this part goes. Case for minimum wage. Nope. Most of us, okay. Um, nope. Yeah, I'm not seeing it. So I don't know what they were talking about. I mean, maybe I'm wrong. Uh, maybe I'm not looking uh, on the right page. But anyway, uh, if he has, good. But there was no mention of it. On his Twitter page, there was, I mean, the only thing was on his Twitter page was his recent, most recent interview. I think it was with Chuck Todd. I could be wrong about that. But anyway, let's see. Now, this one kind of made me mad a little bit because uh, the other, I, I shared uh, two things yesterday. This is not the one I shared, I don't think, but another one I shared. Uh, the uh, aircraft and honor uh, with the honored or someone uh, or and someone of honor, uh, basically fulfilling obligations of a tour that was uh, was here. I think not, I think Florida was one of the places and somewhere else. I'm not sure though. Anyway, uh, a Rolling Stones person uh, put out and put out a rather scathing. Um, article about him uh going back on his promise of not performing at um at coronavirus mandated vaccine mandated places what uh, let's see this should have that in there let's see on saturday eric Clapton performed at smoothies and king center in new orleans playing classics like layla and one and wonderful tonight during his 14th set nothing about uh, seems particular and notable but the show actually did raise some eyebrows given Clapton's recent history, as I was just alluding to. As a, uh, as a venue notes on his website, in order to gain admittance, all title, uh, title uh, ticket holders age 12 and above, staff, vendors, and participants must provide evidence of one having received at least one dose of a COVID vaccine uh, that was received, uh, received full approval or emergency use authorization from the FDA or the World Health Organization to evidence of negative COVID-19 uh, COVID PCR test taken no more than 72 hours prior to the en to entering the event. The fact that Clapton, that Clapton performed a show in this environment goes against what he previously said 
And uh, July 19th, UK Prime Minister Boris Johnson announced that uh, vaccine passes would be required in order to enter venues. Well, actually, here's the thing. Boris Johnson actually backtracked on that. Um, so that's actually not, I don't think that would be considered a, um, a, um, a backtrack. I'll climb actually, uh, that's saying that besides, he also said that he would not perform if, uh, a, uh, if the venue discriminated against, uh, vaccine, uh, uh, participants and, uh, unvaccinated. There was a big difference there. Because uh, he was saying that he that he doesn't want to play at a at a venue that discriminates against the, vac, uh, the vaccinated versus the unvaccinated. In this case, one Boris Johnson has already said, "Okay, fine, we won't do that." And two, uh, the venue uh, says you either have to do this or this, but it does not say that you can't be there because you're unvaccinated or whatever the case may be. Anyway. So yeah, that's good. Boris Johnson first has, has already said that uh, that they're backing off on the on the on the vaccine passports again to uh, venues. So he's not he's not actually going against anything he said. That part is off for now. Let's see what else. I found I found this kind of interesting, um, and I haven't actually gotten the vaccine myself in a while. At least not that I'm conscious of, because again, I, I've had a couple of surgeries in the past five years, five six years. Uh, so there you go. Now, annual vaccination against influenza virus hampers development of virus-specific uh, CDH T cell immunity in children. Now I know I'm not a child, but still, uh, infection will uh, infection with seasonal influenza a viruses a viruses induced. Immunity to potentially pandemic influenza, a, a virus of other subtypes, um, hetero subtypic uh, topic, I guess, uh, immunity. Uh, they recently demonstrated that vaccinations against seasonal influenza prevent the induction of immunity against influenza or H5N1 the virus and induced by infection with seasonal influenza in an, an animal models which correlated with the absence of virus-specific CDH uh, T-cell responses. Annual vaccinations of all healthy children against influenza has been recommended, but the impact of vaccination on the development of the virus-specific CDH T-cell immunity in children is currently unknown. Here, uh, here we compare the virus and for those listening to my podcast, uh, I am referring to um, uh, annual vaccination against influenza, virus hampers, development of virus-specific uh, DH, DH, excuse me, CD8 T-cell immunity in children. So you can actually look that up on pudmed.ncbi.nlm.nih.gov. Anyway, and on here, uh, also for, for those, again, uh, uh, not seeing this, uh, there's figures and, and other things on nature, one, two, three, and four. Uh, let's see. Okay. Anyway, so wait, that wasn't it, was it? Uh, T-cell immunity in children is currently unknown. Here we compare the virus, specific CD8, 
T-cell immunity in children uh, vaccinated annually with that in unvaccinated children. In the present study, we compare influenza A virus-specific cellular and humoral responses of unvaccinated healthy uh, control uh, healthy controlled children with those of children uh, those of children with cystic fibrosis who were vaccinated annually. Similar virus-specific uh, CD4 T cell and antibody responses were observed while an age-dependent increase of the virus-specific CD8 T-cell response that were absent in uh, vaccinated CF children was observed in unvaccinated healthy controlled children. Uh, our results uh, indicate that annual influenza vaccination is effective against seasonal influence but hampers the development of virus specific CD8 uh, T cell responses. The consequences, all uh, consequences of these findings are discussed in the light of the development of protective immunity to seasonal and future pandemic influenza viruses. So take that as you will. Now, I've been kind of on a, I guess a hunt for answers. Uh, combining what I'm learning so far with modern monetary theory, uh, the conservatives and their anti-spending, uh, unless it's um, unless it's you know uh, the spending that fuels their donors and still adds to to the wrong debt, because there is a right debt and a, and a bad debt. A right debt is one that literally provides uh, services for its uh, for its citizens that benefit their life, which then brings that money back into the government so the government can just dispatch of it because it doesn't go for anything else. I mean, spending is what is what causes those services to to be able to be provided, not taxes. Anyway, so uh, I brought this up yesterday, uh, I believe $10 trillion is corporate debt, which is not good, which is not good, uh, because that money uh, does not go anywhere. Um, that means that those corporations literally sell off pieces of the corporate uh, into the market. And depending on what their market share is, they they would either lose more or you know still be unbalanced as far as the bar goes as far as i can see anyway again i'm not an econo um, economist or any kind of, of that nature but i look at that and i'm like okay so they they've they've been giving been giving given trillions of dollars over the last 40 years uh in tax uh tax incentives and they haven't really done much as far as I can see in regards to hiring, because if they did more hiring than firing or laying off, the unemployment um, rate wouldn't be sometimes as high as eight or nine percent. That tells me that they are letting go more people than they are hiring. Uh, but because uh, if you're not spending money on employees, uh, you're saving money your own right, which means the inflation uh, overall uh, goes down or stays at a certain level that apparently some uh, some people in government are satisfied with. 
But again, uh, this only goes to show that a job program, that a job guarantee program, uh, that if you are uh, fired or, um, or become unemployed for whatever reason, you have a choice between staying at home and looking for a job. Um, and maybe you'll get one, maybe you won't. Uh, but if you choose, if there was a job guarantee to say, do something else that did that creates uh, employment demand, you know, like say you work for the government for an undetermined amount of time until uh, something else happens to open up in the in the industry that you are trained in, or maybe you go back to school, you're trained in something else. But the point being is uh, you are uh, then working for, say, $15 wage. Uh, you are able to continuously um, fund yourself, feed yourself, you know, pay your bills, whatever, whatever the case may be. And uh, unemployment rate stays down and you are able to do all that and then until something opens up that you can get hired for therefore kind of take a lot of burn off unemployment uh insurance and more of a employment guarantee to transition from one to the other um that's i myself i i i i, I co-sponsor that um well not, not really co-sponsoring myself but I basically say that, that that is what we should do as a country as far as the park goes in order to keep unemployment down and and uh keep the inflation, if you will, uh down as well. Because that's kinda that actually kinda is a, a cost benefit to that. Anyway. So get back to what I was doing because it's a little long long winded on my part. Um now again yesterday I was looking at uh two parts. One was the ten twenty dollars in corporate debt that big corporations do have right now with the Fed and all this stuff uh, in regards to tax benefits, because a lot of them actually get tax incentives and in some cases tax rebates. Um, that it, that more money coming out of the government than they put into the government. Um, but here are countries that do get a lot of assistance from this, from this Fed or the, from this government anyway. Um, Israel, which is as you can see, is the biggest one is 3.3 billion. Jordan, which is now Jordan has a king as far as I know about, but I may be wrong about that, but who knows? Uh, 1.52 billion. Uh, Egypt, 1.43 billion. Uh, Tanzan, Tan, Tanzania, uh, 547 million. So basically, let's see, where is the uh, apparently it's about uh, $45 billion that is spent uh, in one given year, I believe, uh, on other countries, which I think depending on the situation there and depending on what we're doing there, we should or should not be abstract, uh, subtracting a lot of money from that. But this only shows you that MMT is actually quite correct because if you didn't factor in the, the, the fundamentals of monetary theory, then you would think that uh, we would be totally fucking broke in regards to how much money we get as far as a, as a country, how much money goes into other uh, services. But it looks like we have a lot of freaking money to go to other countries and to corporate debt and all that other stuff. And yet uh, we're in too much debt in order to be able to fund certain services for our citizens. 
that's just helping not to blatant lie and that anybody and everybody who uh, speaks on that uh, says that is a liar and gets paid to lie. But that's from my that's from what I see. Um, and then you have these fools out there who say that um, Social Security is in trouble. Well, Social Security is only in trouble because it says that um, a certain task goes to pay for it. That's 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 where they fucked up because taxes don't pay for anything. Taxes just suck back into the government and taken out. That's a, I mean it doesn't it literally does not fund anything. It's a big ass freaking circle. The government spends through legislative action. It then goes into the uh, it goes into the economy. It gets spent, comes back in and burnt or whatever else have it as far as that part goes. The all basically. The majority of the national debt is what has not been taxed out of the economy. That means that all that money that the corporations owe is ours in regards to citizens, because that money should have gone back into the economy. It shouldn't have stayed in uh, bonds, savings accounts, and name it. It shouldn't have stayed there. It should have gone back into the economy through hiring, through purchasing of goods and services, through manufacturing of those goods and services, stuff of that nature. That's where that money should have gone. And this is where voting comes in. Because if you vote for someone who thinks of this country as only a currency uh, user and not currency issuer, then you're going to you're going to be coming in blind. You're, it's the opposite. This country is a sovereign currency, is a sovereign currency producing country. We can pay for everything that we need in regards to that. We just need to pass the freaking spending bills. Anyway, so yeah, majority of the of the of the debt is based on foreign spending which in some cases is not a bad thing. In other cases, it's a very bad thing. War is one of those expenditures that's a bad thing. Um, tax loopholes is a bad thing because that still is, co- is still is considered a tax expenditure because it's not going into the federal coffer. It's going out of the federal coffer. Anyway, I wanted to say that. And also, here's something else that's kind of interesting. I found out earlier on Telegram. Um, Harvard University professor and two Chinese nationals charged in three separate China-related cases. Now, granted, this was, I believe, in twenty in uh, January twenty-eighth of twenty twenty. This is before, I believe. No, I'm not. I'm sorry, I'm wrong about that. It's not before. It's a little bit after, actually. The Department of Justice announced today that the chair of Harvard University Chemistry and uh, Chemical Biology Department and two Chinese um, nationals have been charged in connection with aiding the public, uh, the People's Public Republic of China. Dr. Charles Lieber, 60, chair of the Department of Chemistry and Chemical Biology at Harvard University, was arrested this morning. Okay, back then, anyway, obviously. Anyway. Point being is, let's see, ba, 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 ba. Yes. Dang it. let's see. According to court documents, since 2008, Dr. Lieber, who has served as the principal investigator of the Lieber Research Group at Harvard University, which specialized in the uh, area of non uh, nanoscience 
has received more than $15 million in grant funding from National Institute of Health and Department of Defense. These grants require the foreign entities, unbeknownst to Harvard University, beginning in 2011, Lieber became a strategic, uh, strategic scientist at Wuhan University of Technology in China where, and was a contractual participant in China's Thousand Talents Plan from in or about 2012 to 2017. China's Thousand Talents uh, Plan is one of most prominent Chinese talent recruit plans that are designed to attract, recruit, and cultivate uh, high-level scientific talent in uh, furtherance of China's scientific development, economic prosperity, and national security. By the way, this is all under Trump's watch. Anyway, and also Obama's watch too, uh, 2011. Anyway, uh, let's see. So these talent programs seek to lure uh, Chinese overseas talents and foreign experts to bring their knowledge and expertise or experience, excuse me, to China and reward individual for individuals for stealing proprietary information. I'll just say that <laughs> under the terms of Lieber's three uh, three year thousand talent contract, uh, WT paid Lieber fifty thousand dollars per month living expenses of up to one hundred one hundred thousand or one million. Excuse me. Uh, Chinese uh, won uh, approximately 158,000 USD at the time and awarded him more than 101.5 million to establish a research lab at WUT. In return, Lieber was obligated to work for a WT, WT, excuse me, no, not less than five months, uh, five months a year by declaring international cooperation projects cultivating young teachers at PhD students organizing an international conference, applying for potent patents and publishing articles in the name of WT. The complaint uh, alleges that in 2018 and 2019, Lieber lied about his involvement in the Thousand Talent Plan and affiliation with WUT or, uh, on or about April 24th of 2018 during an interview with investigators Lieber stated he was uh, never asked to participate in the Thousand Talents uh, program, but he wasn't sure how China categorized him. In November 2018, NIH acquired of Howard, uh, uh, Harvard Weather, Lieber had failed to disclose his then suspected relationship with W2, uh, W2, WT and China's Thousand Talents plan. Lieber caused Harvard to falsely tell NIH that Lieber had no uh, formal association with WT after 2012, that WT continued to fa falsely exaggerate his involvement with W2, oh, damn, WT in subsequent years, and that Lieber is not and has never been participants in, a participant in China's Thousand Talent Plan. And uh, Yang Quan Yi, according to the indictment, Yi is a lieutenant of the People's Liberation Army, or PLA, the Army Force, uh, Armed Forces of the People's Republic of China, and member of the Chinese Communist Party. Uh, on her J-1 uh, visa application, Yi falsely identified herself as a student and lied about her ongoing military service 
at the National University of Defense Technology. Again, this is all under Trump and Obama. Um, Obama first, of course. And physics, chemistry, and bio biomedical engineering from October 2017 to April 2019. He, he continued to work at PLA, Lieutenant, complete, completing numerous uh, assignments from PLA officers, such as conducting research, assessing U.S. military websites, and sending U.S. documents and information to China. According to court documents on April 20th, 2019, federal officers interviewed Yi at Boston's Logan International Airport. During the interview, it is alleged that Yi falsely claimed that she had minimal contact with two NUD prof uh, NUDT professors who were high-ranking PLOF officials. However, a search of Yi's electronic devices demonstrated that at the direction of one NUDT um, professor who was a PLA, I'll say PLA instead, a colonel, Yi had accessed U.S. military websites, researched, researched U.S. military projects, and compiled information for a PLA on two U.S. scientists with expertise in robotics and computer science. Furthermore, a review of a WeChat conversation revealed that Yi and other PLA office officials from NUDT were collaborating on a research paper about a risk assessment model designed to decipher data from military applications. During uh, the interview, Yi admitted that she held the rank of lieutenant in the PLA uh, and admitted she was a member of the CCP. Okay, I'm trying to keep this under 30 minutes. I can share this uh, to other places. So there you go. Um, let's see. You can read the rest of this on the above website. Um, yeah. So, it, yeah, okay. Anyway, um, let's see. This one. Yeah. Democrats are holding the first hearing in 23 years on a measure to lift the elderly and disabled out of poverty. Okay, here's a freaking big one on here. Okay, there we go. The Senate is holding a hearing on improving Social Security income for the first time in 23 years. SSI's maximum benefit provided to elderly and disabled currently fall below the poverty line. Sheridan Brown of Ohio to boost those benefits in Democrats' social spending. Uh, for the first time in over two decades, a critical benefit for the low-income elderly and severely disabled is getting a hearing in the Senate. The SSI program provides monthly checks. Yeah, we know this already. Uh... This, uh, he wants to reintroduce uh, the SSI Re Restoration Act in June, is leading Tuesday's hearing of the Senate Financial Committee on Social, on Social Security Pensions and Family Policy to discuss improvements to the program. The last Senate held a hearing on the issue was in 98 when monthly SSI payments were 494 which fell, which fell below the Department of Health and Human Services poverty guidance even at the time. Brown is pushing to get proposals in the bill like increasing SSI benefits to 100% above poverty level uh, for individuals include 
including in Democrats' $1.5 trillion spending bill. The promise of Social Security is to ensure that no one in America should live in poverty, least of all our nation's senior people with disabilities. Brown said in a statement, adding that Congress must uh, prioritize these long overdue reforms as part of an upcoming recovery, uh, recovery legislative. I cannot agree. Uh, I cannot agree more as far as that part goes. Anyway, uh, I'd like to end this with uh, thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Um, please subscribe on my anchor. Uh, 49 cents a month there. Please subscribe on my YouTube. That's free. Um, I'm not really doing much with my Substack right now, <laughs> at least not currently. I may do a little something later on, but right now, who knows? Anyway, um, if you are interested in uh, subscribing to my Substack, which is free uh, for email, uh, you can go to calvintaylor.substack.com. And uh, I have quite a few uh, entries up there. I haven't done one over a week, but that's due to other things. So, but uh, anyway, uh, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. And thanks for subscribing. Um, and yeah, uh, share this, comment on this, and uh, watch and listen. Uh, thank you very much. And I hope you have a good night.